want to be a homeowner, but you don't know where to start, guess what? I'm going to help guide you through. My name is Cameron Diavis, and I am a seasoned mortgage professional, and I am the podcaster general of the Home Buyer Hustle. And I'm here to help guide you through credit, income, assets, the mortgage application, and all those pitfalls that you need to avoid, things you may not have known about, and there's a special bonus just for you. That's right, just for you. We're also going to talk about down payment assistance. We're also going to talk to real estate professionals, people in the real estate game, inspectors, and that are going to be able to help let you know what they look for when they're inspecting homes and so forth. So without any other delay, let's take the dive. Let's have some fun. So you're back in your seats, ready for another episode of the Home Buyer Hustle. I have Cindy over here. She's like coming in in multiple colors. Got a little <laughs> video glitch. Little vi- little video glitch here. <laughs> but it's all gonna straighten out. I guarantee you. And like I said, there's never a dull moment here. We're gonna keep going right on and give you as much knowledge about buying a home. In this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go off the beaten path a little, and we're going to talk about how sellers can sell their house and buy another house simultaneously. So, and I know that a lot of people just don't realize how that how that works. And as I mentioned earlier, we have Cindy Rice over here with me again from Madrona Real Estate. So. John L. Scott, and um, we're like I said, let's just dive into this and yeah. see how this works. So, so for example, you're you're a seller, you want to sell your home, and you want to upgrade, you want to buy a different house. So, and we've been preaching what get pre-approved, get fully underwritten pre-approval, and all of that, right? Very very important and valuable information. Well, because so contingencies you, are a lot harder to get accepted in a seller's market. Right. So we're, you got to get kind of creative. Now, right. how are they going to sell and buy at the same time when they need those funds from that house they're selling to purchase this next house? So go ahead, Cameron. Tell us how it's exactly. done. Exactly. So what we'll typically do is we'll say the seller's going to sell their house. We get that purchase and sales contract. Once that the seller's home goes under contract. So the seller says, I want to sell my house for $650,000. You get, they all of a sudden they get a quick offer, $650,000 with a 30 day close or however many day close. It, it, the, the, the number of days on the close, I don't really think matters too much. But um, so we have an offer on a house. Now they want to go out and they got to get pre-qualified to go buy this upgraded house, right? So we would just use that seller's purchase and sales agreement. We'd calculate the net proceeds less the, or minus the payoff amount would calculate what the net proceeds that would be available for the seller, which is now gonna be a borrower to purchase or not buyer, 
to purchase another house and how much they want to use for the down payment and so forth. And we can do the exact same thing. We can have a fully underwritten pre-approval and all of that. Contingency offers and you just say, hey, you know, it's a fully underwritten pre-approval, you know, and you know, we do run into that contingency thing. You can't get, I mean, you can't get around it unless you have a bunch of cash just sitting there. The only other option you would have would be, you know, without a contingency would be to go into more of a bridge loan type scenario. And that one is the interest rate's going to be higher and yeah. So you're basing that loan. You're saying that they can borrow based off the net proceeds and the equity of the home. So when you're qualifying them, then you're qualifying them based on what they will look like once the house is closed. Yep. Yes, correct. We back out the other payment because that's going to be showing as the house is sold. So that wouldn't even, we bat right. that off of their credit report. It's not off their credit report. We would just check the box and not count that liability towards them. So their only thing, the liabilities they're getting counted against them is that new housing payment. The HOA dues, if any, and we talked last week that 77% of homes now are in an HOA. The right. homeowner's insurance, property taxes, and they, yeah, and the principal and interest payment. Calculate that into the into the the numbers, and then we'll know exactly what they qualify for and whatever. So there's a lot of cases we'll be running both transactions simultaneously. So the house that they're selling is going to close. Then right after that, it's usually a day. I would always say give it a, a give it a day because yes. same day closing is going to be unless it was done really early. You're, there's a good chance you're going to miss the funding yeah. because you're going to miss the wire cutoffs. So with that said, you figure one's got to close the next day. The other, the new buyer's going to go. They're going to do their paper, sign their final loan documents, and all of that stuff, and that loan will fund the next day. To make right. it super simple and a nice smooth landing, yeah, that's awesome. So they, so if if anybody out there needs to sell their house, but you're worried about putting it on the market, how do you do this? Do you go out and buy a house first and then sell, or do you sell first and then buy? Well, now you know you can do them both at the same time. There, exactly, you can do them both yeah. at the same time. Super simple to do. You know what? You still have to have the contingency because what's going to happen? So say you're selling your house and say the person that's buying your house, and this happens occasionally, what happens if something happens with that other buyer's financing that it falls through? Right. So, but that's the importance of going back to what we've been saying ever since we started this series on this podcast is have a fully underwritten pre-approval. So in this case, if something happened with a contingency, it would have had to have been something related to the value of the property not coming in to support the purchase price or repairs that nobody that the seller doesn't want to rectify for the buyer or whatever right. the case may be. Yeah. But yeah, those would be the only the only thing that's gonna throw the train off the track. Okay, so let's give that scenario then. So say 
somebody puts an offer in on their house and they're like, okay, now we can go and buy ours. I mean, it, there is kind of a risk there if you think about it. So what if their buyer changes their mind? They get cold feet and go, you know what? No, we found a better house over here. So we're going to pull our offer from you and go over here. So now what happens to them? Now they're stuck buying this house and their offer fell through their house. Right. So and that's why you that have point. that. That's why you have that contingency. And then you know that you still have time. You know, if you're selling your house and that offer falls through, hopefully there's a contingent offer somewhere in there. You have, you have a, another another offer. If you don't, then oh, it's like one of those cases. Offer? Yeah, like a backup offer. If there's no backup offer, then you're going to need to look into, you know, getting a little bit more creative and saying if A, you can do a bridge loan at that at that point or okay. or or you're going to just say hey is this you know are we going to wait and wait it out a little bit more and see if we can get an offer in our house in another week because there's people that gamble that and there are people that do that they go okay yeah we lost this offer but then we got a, another offer a week later so then it may move the closing on your sale may move it out a week. Right. But yeah, you may have I, to just, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so now a bridge loan is something that they have to use um, for the, the equity of the home, right? Right. Correct. They don't get the full price. It's just what equity they have. Kinda it's like, kind of like being know. able to do, it's kind of like a home equity loan. Yeah, like a use it, Right, right. And that's okay. usually just to cover for those down payment funds, remember? So it's right. typically just to cover the down payment. So there's people that, and the other way around the whole down payment thing, 401ks and IRA accounts and investment accounts, you can, you can, you know, if some employers have the 401k where you can, you know, borrow against it, like Boeing as a VIP. So you just borrow against it for your down payment. If you're a first-time home buyer, there is no penalties. And then the other way around it, and you can just take that, do a distribution of that money, and you don't have to pay it back. The other way to do it through the VIP, and this is just one example, is you take that money out and you borrow that money you're borrowing your own money and it's at a low interest rate. And then they just do that bi-weekly payroll deduction for your, you know, for the funds that you took. And then, you know, if your house closes later or whatever, you can just, you know, pay that money back and, and settle it up that way too. So there's more than one way to, to get this, to make these things happen. You know, and that's try why. For, try for a contingency offer, you know, yeah. I mean. You know, we'll buy this house on the contingency that our house will sell in the next 45 or 60 days, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I'm not an agent, I don't really, I mean, if you, we've talked about this before. If you have your house and you have your houses listed and it's, and you're dialed in, and the key is, is this, and as I think the statistics are showing now, 
that if your home is completely dialed in, no minor repairs, it's got, you went through it, you painted it, you know, the nicks and all that stuff and everything is homes. perfect, yeah. right? It's going to be home. a hot home. The hot homes are going to, they're, they're, they're going to move. Yeah. And you're more, more than likely, you're going to get the full offer, if not more. So that's the, that's the other thing to consider. Well, people are more willing to pay more on the hot homes, the ones that are fully done. Yes. Because they don't have yes. to go into this home and think, oh, okay, I got to put new appliances or new flooring or exactly. change the paint. Everything's done. It's move-in ready, and they're willing to pay more for those homes. Okay, so now we're talking about what now the hot homes we know are going to go much better and quicker and at a, and a higher probability of being at a full offer asking price, or if not more, than one that isn't. But then we also do have an option for those buyers that want to buy a home that isn't a hundred percent move in ready as well. So you were saying they could get a renovation loan and get their house renovated before they sell. So my question is, does that renovation loan, does that wrap into their mortgage loan when they go to sell? Okay. So now here's how this is going to work. So, the renovation loan isn't going to be on the seller. The renovation loan is going to be for the buyer. So the oh, buyer is going to use renovation financing. So once that house is closed, they're going to use those funds for the renovation that they're, they've been given, whether it's 35000 or 100000 or whatever that amount is. And they're going to start they're going to start getting that home ready to go so right. are they going to be able to move in that day probably not but they're going they're already going to be accounting for this they're yeah. going to say well, okay so now we got a month because a lot of people from my experience is when they buy a home or they move they go well you know i got to get my stuff moved in i want to get i want to paint some walls first i want right. to you know what i mean and so, well, especially I mean, if they're in a lease, you know, if they're in exactly. a lease and they bought and it closed and their lease isn't up for another month or two, that exactly. would give them a chance, to, them a chance yeah. to do a nice, slow move, fix up, fix the house up the way you want it, and then gradually have a nice, smooth move. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to take they... a few things in after work or whatever. Yeah, and don't they have a delay in the payment after they purchase? I don't know what's going on with this thing. Well, they would. Well, the delay in the payment, they're still going to have a payment, but their payment's not going to be due for 30 days after they close. So that first payment, and we can actually make that first payment 45 days, but it really just depends on the way that that, loan closes out all right guys it looks like cindy's having a little bit of technical difficulty but you know what the show must go on so what we were talking about hot homes hot homes have a greater probability of actually moving faster and getting full asking price 
if not more than the list price, because they already have, it's already turnkey. It's rocking. It's ready to go. Uh, they're diamond right there, right? So the other option that you'd have would be for the buyer. The buyer can, if there's a home that they like, and it doesn't, it isn't that turnkey and it, you know, it needs some updates, some improvements or whatever. You always have the option of the renovation financing. The rate is slightly higher, but remember, don't worry about the rate. Worry about the payment. We're going to adjust the rate when? We're going to date the rate now when we're going to refinance when the rates drop. The rates are going to drop by next year. 2024, we're going to see improvement in the rates. And you know that's only going to affect your payment. Your payment's going to get better. So you know what? If you can afford a little bit higher payment now, just think how happy you're going to be when your payment is a little less the following year when you refinance. But that's a whole different topic. So renovation financing. You know what? We've talked about this in the past, but I want you to remember that, you know what? If there's a house that isn't perfect, you're going to be able to use the renovation financing to replace the carpet. You know, open up the floor plan, replace some doors, the finishes, flooring, you know, add a skylight. We have a roof done, whatever. It's going to be one payment. You know what? And you're going to have that be able to get that home. And then you get, you know, be, you know, 90 days to have those repairs completed. So you're going to have a mortgage payment. You know what? It's typically 30 days after you close, which is going to fall on the first, right? So you're going to have a mortgage payment. But you want to know what? The faster you get those repairs done, the quicker you can move in. And then you have a home. You've helped build your dream home. So, But other than that, you know, guys, keep out there. Keep hustling. Keep working on your credit. Saving money because you want to have a nice little down payment down. Remember what I told you before. Don't be switching jobs. Don't be overutilizing the credit cards. You got to do those things that is going to make you successful. You need to be ready to pounce. When, those, when the rates do drop, remember what did I say was going to happen. The rates are going to drop. The home values and the home prices are going to go up. So it's better to not wait when you buy real estate today. Buy now, date the rate, refinance later. Until the next time, I'm expecting you back in your seats, ready to get more knowledge. Until then, keep hustling. And remember, if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got. Keep hustling, hustlers. That was a lot of information to take in. You know what? I'm proud of you. You hung on and you followed it through. So here's the best part. It's only going to get better. I guarantee it. You know what? So what I want you to do is I want you to bookmark this. I want you to watch it, subscribe, and re-watch it. Then do me a favor. Have your friends watch it and your friends subscribe to it. Until the next episode, I expect to see you in your seat ready and willing. Because remember, you're always going to get what you've always got. 
if you keep doing what you always do. So let's do this. Come on, hustlers.